Hi, my name is Van Kelly, and I can juggle. In fact, I think I would have been a pretty good clown, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and the first flight I ever took was actually a helicopter ride being airlifted to another hospital. What is happening and welcome to our show, Every Day I'm Different, a podcast celebrating the ironies of our personalities. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you an insight into our lives through personal stories on a variety of topics. How you doing, Paul? Feeling good. A lot better than I was last week. Had an ear infection, turns out. (laughs) I think you may have given it to me because I didn't feel that good earlier this week, but uh, raring to go now. Feeling good. Well, penicillin's your friend <laughs> for many, many things. Uh, do you want to pick the first topic, or do you want me to go? Uh, you go. Nail into it. All right. I am going to start today with driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, now, this can be short, short little drives, uh, you know, errands, stuff like that, things around town, things around the city, uh, or it can be long drives, road trips, either or. Okay, so I'm going to start out with some questions uh, to you, Paul. Okay. Uh, when driving, whether it be around town or on long-distance trips, do you be do you prefer to be the one who drives? I usually prefer to drive, yes. Why is that? Um, I like being preoccupied on the drive. Uh, I certainly, on a long road trip, do not mind giving up the duties for a couple of hours. Uh, but usually, if I do that, it's to get some sleep. Um, I might read a book or something while the other person's driving, but I don't know. I just like being in total control of where I am, where I'm going, where I get to stop, all that stuff. Have you ever had a conflict in personalities where the other person felt like that too? Because I mean... At its core, that's kind of selfish, you know? What if everybody felt like that? You're right, you're right. And honestly, not really. Most of the time, the people I drive with... They are happy to give up responsibility. They're, they're grateful to have somebody else drive for them. Really? And I actually, I kind of feel that I think maybe the majority of people are like that. That they'd rather not drive. They'd rather do nothing. Um, but I, I kind of sometimes feel I'm slightly odd man out on that. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody out there wishes they were the one driving. But I like having total control of what I'm listening to and uh, being a little bit occupied. And honestly, this probably has to do with social anxiety. I don't have any responsibility to keep conversation going, to say a damn thing if I don't want, because I'm busy driving here. I can just stare straight at the road for 12 hours if I need to, if I'm driving with somebody that, you know, maybe small talk would be awkward with, somebody I don't know very well. So you prefer to be like an Uber driver when (laughs) you are driving. Right, exactly. Give me five stars now. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I prefer to be the one who drives as well. So well, we've never taken a road trip. I guess, yeah. You know, uh, I think we would both have to drive. Yeah. Uh, for me, I guess it's more about the escape. I like to know I can leave when I want to leave. Yeah. That that power. I like having that power, that control. Yeah. I was just talking with somebody else recently about travel and uh, whether we prefer to be able to drive places or take a plane, take a train. I love going up to New York, and so far I don't normally drive into the city just Mm because it's a hassle, it's really expensive. I usually take a train, 
and taking a train into the city is really nice, but at the same time, I love being able to drive places. Okay. Uh, I've taken a lot of planes recently places because I got a uh, Southwest Rewards card, a lot of free miles coming my way. They need the advertising. Exactly. Uh, I did not get sucked out of any windows. That was also a bonus on all these trips. Is and that something that happened? Like no, twice over the summer. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, you sure Mission, Impos- Mission Impossible wasn't filming a um, new movie? I am sure that Tom Cruise was not trying to form okay. a stunt on my, uh, on my flight. Nice. But as much as you know, flights are a lot faster, they're, quote, easier, I sometimes would just rather drive places, even if it's like a 10-hour drive. You make a whole trip out of it. You might run into some crazy shit on the road, which I have. So that was going to be my next question. Do you have what I believe the Germans call Farfagnugen, right? (laughs) Like the love of driving? I do. I Okay. I mean, when I was a kid... Which is slightly different than if we have to drive, I prefer to Yeah. Oh, I mean... Now, here's something, a flash uh, back to my childhood... Things that I guess when back when petroleum was cheaper, mm-hmm. and I just don't hear about people doing it anymore. Did you? Did your? Did your parents growing up ever take you on drive? Sunday drive kind of Sunday thing. Drives? I was just thinking of that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, do you ever do that yourself? I do. I don't really? think I can think of anything more boring than if someone took me on a drive. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be on my phone or reading a book the whole time. I'm sure, okay. but. If I'm the one doing it, especially we are teachers, uh, uh-huh. community college professors, we have the summer off, and in past summers, I will sometimes just take a little half hour, 45 minute drive out into the country. Wow. Uh, maybe even longer if I'm feeling daring, okay. uh, bold, because you never know what you're going to run into. You know, I, I find an amazing little place for lunch I never heard about half an hour away or just whatever, you know. Just seeing the sights and put on a podcast like this one and just listen. Just so. Quixotic treks out into <laughs> yeah. white trash land. <laughs> the county, I Many imagine, a summer right? has been spent. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, now, I, I, I used to be like you. I used to love driving. Now, granted, you know, uh, if I was given a lie detector test, that would be... Probably because I really enjoyed getting stoned and driving. Okay. Like, it was an active uh, event for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, you know, I had a buddy in college, Big Dumb Doug. (laughs) Uh, Dumb Doug. Yeah, Big Dumb Doug. He would call him Hooey Rides. You know, we would intentionally go out for no other reason than to drive around the county and get stoned, and uh, I, I love doing that. I remember uh, I, I was dating a Long Island girl, and we were driving to Long Island, and we were coming into the city from the south, and we went through, what's the big bridge right in New Jersey, the Holland Tunnel, right? Okay. We were hitting the Holland Tunnel around 7, 8 o'clock at night on a Friday going into Manhattan. Oh, Jesus. This is not a great time to go through no, Manhattan. No. And I remember specifically... I was driving her Jeep Grand Cherokee, so a big-ass car that I wasn't used to driving, and I intentionally sought out. I was like, you need to pack up a bowl because I want to be high as balls to see (laughs) if I can do this. And, you know, I made it out uh, all right. We made it all the way across the the island and, and onto Long Island. Okay. Yeah, so I used to love that. Then randomly, one trip to uh, Philadelphia, I was listening to some jam band music, and as you may or may not know, some of their jams can drone. Oh, sure. They go on for a while. <laughs> on and on. And there was a particularly electronic section that became uh, repetitive, and I just lost all three dimension in my view 
everything kind of went 2D like a picture. Okay. And I forever have had panic attacks from that moment on. And I got my first one while driving. And ever since that moment, I haven't enjoyed driving anymore. You just don't enjoy driving at all, huh? At all, really. Wow. I would prefer to walk if I had the choice. <laughs> I enjoy taking trains. Man. I love flying. Um, yeah, man. Something about – and the interstate's the worst. Uh, I guess I don't mind around town because you can sort of blank out and pull over whenever you need. But something about the powerlessness of being on the interstate. Like if I just blacked out or I had to stop, sometimes you're in the passing lane surrounded by 18-wheelers. You just can't stop. I mean, there are solutions. You could just always stay in the granny lane, the right lane. Yeah, but even then, I don't know. There are some, some then I feel then I feel confined. I'm like, oh, I have to stay here, and then I get antsy going slow behind somebody, and I want to pass them. You it's, know, there's like recent laws that you can't go in the left lane unless you're passing. Really, if you camp out in the left lane, you can get pulled over. Really? Yeah. Hmm, did not know that. Not that yep. I I need that. Sure. Well, but, if you don't drive anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to stay on the topic of driving. Mm-hmm. So are you against America adopting more of like the European system, more trains? No, I more? think that we need way more trains. It is shameful that we don't have a high-speed rail system. In so this you want the yet. best of both worlds. You, yeah. you well, want the driving culture of America. Everybody has an automobile. You like to drive. But then you also want the trains? In this instance, I would gladly give up driving if we had a more efficient – uh, and more widespread trains. I would use the train all the time. If I could hop up to New York in mm-hmm. like an hour and a half instead of five hours, mm-hmm. if I could you know, get to Chicago in like two hours, uh, there would be no thought about it. Because actually, coming back to a minute ago, you know, would I rather drive into Manhattan or take the train? The train is super nice. It is yes. very comfortable. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit longer. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have control over much. Right. You know, you're stuck in that, uh, that can. But... When you're stuck in that can, if you could have been stuck in there a much shorter amount of time, if we had high-speed rail, I would be using the fuck out of it. And I think it is embarrassing that we don't have more of a system. Yep. I get what you mean. How about artificial intelligence driving? AI cars. I just saw a meme about this the other day. Somebody like shower thoughts. So you did some heavy research. Yes, exactly. Okay, gotcha. That once we get those these these. AI cars or whatever, self-driving cars, uh-huh. we're going to have dead people showing up places because old people will be driving in a self-driving car and they'll die of something <laughs> and they'll just show up. Their uh. car will arrive, so a, a car will arrive with dead people in it. So That's, that's funny. That's, yeah. I like that. Now, <laughs> I would totally be into that mm-hmm. um, if it meant I could stretch out and take a nap. Like if I'm taking a 12-hour drive someplace... Or even, you know, a two-day drive someplace. Right. If I could set the self-driving car and stretch out and watch a big screen movie and take a nap, I Could you relax, though? Could you... I don't know. I think that if I hopped in a self-driving car tomorrow, I'd be pretty on edge. But uh-huh. if they'd been around and accepted for 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. that's probably not going to happen in our lifetimes, necessarily. Right. Maybe. Maybe. What's the percentage cutoff you're getting in one? Like, if... If 5% of drivers die, are you getting in one? Mm. See, I'd want to know first, what's the fatality rate of Uh regular cars today? Okay. Because I've never died in a car accident, but I've been in a shit ton of car accidents, minor ones. Okay. Uh, The driver never has insurance. Fucking assholes. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good question. But, I mean... 
There has been, what, one fatality so far? I, a recent I, self-driving car fatality, I think. Yeah, I actually think you're right. But, I and I mean, obviously, the numbers are, you know, yeah. it's probably like a 20% fatality rate if there's only been one, because there's only been like five actual drives, right? Right, something so. like that. Um, last thing I want to I want to cover. I know I said uh, I'm you know not a fan of driving in general anymore, but I will say, having recently purchased a new car and having driven mostly shitty poor cars most uh, you know the majority of my life, yeah, the things the creature comforts that are in even the most basic cars now, yeah, definitely make things uh, more engaging. Oh, absolutely. On the road. I feel like I'm in Willy Wonka's factory sometimes. Just if I have a podcast, I can listen to it. If yeah. I have, you know, a video, uh, I'm sure I could find a way to watch it. If if my ass is cold, it heats yeah. my fucking ass. I can't remember what my last car was like. Like, wait, I, I, there was a time I didn't have heated seats. You know, I was in, I was traveling recently and got a rental car and it didn't have a backup camera. Right. Like, what, what the fuck? How am I supposed to back up in this thing? How am I supposed to park? So I do can't you see behind me. And do you think these things are making driving too comfortable? You know, the, yes, we can, we can use both of our hands while talking on the phone now, but we're still fucking talking on the phone. You know, yeah. And like you said, relying on the backup cameras, what happens if you have to back up and you can't use the cameras? Right. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Oh, and I have uh, scraped a friend's car while using my backup camera because I thought that the you know lines were where they were supposed to be. So yeah, um, is it making it too comfortable? No, I don't think so. Nope. I think that um, well, on the topic of hands-free phones, are hands-free phones any better than hands phones? Is that what you're asking? Uh, yeah. Like, is it any? And you know, probably not. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a the conversation that distracts you. Right, right. Exactly. It's not the holding it in your hand. Absolutely. So yeah, but uh, I I don't know. I would again. I'd be super curious here to look at some stats. I'm sure uh, accident rates and maybe even fatalities have gone up since the advent of cell phones, smartphones especially. But I wonder about the advent of Bluetooth in the car. Right. You know, how much are you saving by not using your hands? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because I have low energy today. Even, you know, I'm just, uh, even though I like the new stuff that's on cars, I can't get behind them. I would kill them if I had a chance. I would adopt the, the trains and walk everywhere. Yeah. You know, I like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. That would be my number one choice, too. You know, if we just had... Fast, efficient, and then they'd probably be pretty cheap trains yeah. every place. Um, it would be amazing. And walking, so much better. Strip mall culture. Yeah. Fucking white trash. Can't <laughs> stand it. All right, second topic of the episode. Uh, Paul, what do you have? Well, you know, we've been talking about driving, and, you know, my concern is going to be sex work. So I'm sure we could tie these together somehow about gotcha. driving to our sex work. Okay. <laughs> so um, I mostly thought of this because I follow somebody on Instagram. Um, she calls herself Jack the Stripper. Okay. Um, she is a stripper and Who a likes comic. puns? Yes, I guess so. Oh, she's a comic too. Okay. She's a comic. She's an, uh, she's an artist. She's a, uh, I think she does comics herself. Um, but she's primarily a stripper and she's very into stripper rights and stripper... Uh, awareness and mm-hmm. sex worker awareness. Okay. And she posted today um, somebody else's comic that had been online all about uh, why feminists should support decriminalizing sex work. And I, I, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about sex work and 
I would be 110% behind it. I don't know if you're aware, but uh-huh. back in March, Congress passed a bill uh, that's called FOSTA. It's the Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. Mm-hmm. And it was basically aimed at trying to um, remove protection from online sites that might have uh, federal or sex trafficking. Involved. Like condoms. Remove condoms. Remove the condom. With, exactly. With and you know that removing gotcha. condom always makes sex better. <laughs> That's true. And way less Especially safe. with sex workers. So overnight, a ton of websites, Craigslist and Reddit especially, they had to all of a sudden shudder all of these uh, avenues that people had posted about sex work before. Uh, because as you're aware, most sex work is not legal in this country. Right. Uh, it certainly depends on the area. But mm-hmm. um, in our locality, prostitution is not legal. Right. Um, and even where we are, uh, strip clubs are not even legal unless you, I think the, the law still is, if they don't serve alcohol, you can have nudity. Um, if they serve alcohol, then you can't be in a nudity. It's a, a go-go club. Right. They, you'll see women dancing in bikinis. And a low-rent titty bar without nudity, or with nudity, and uh, but without alcohol, it's like yeah. Waffle House without hash browns. I, you know, it's, it's, you can smuggle some booze in in your tummy, I'm sure. But oh, I've done it. I've been sure. to those kind of places. Yeah. Absolutely. And they exist in a couple states. Um now, I'm very, very ignorant when it comes to uh, sex work, Paul, so okay. maybe you can enlighten me, aside from, and maybe if I was pressed to think about it more, but no, off the top of my head, besides Las Vegas, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know if it's Nevada the state. It seems like it's it not, would It's not be. even Las it's Vegas. Long. Oh, it's, it is. It's uh, certain counties in Nevada. Okay. Uh, I know, I'm pretty sure Las Vegas is not one of them. Uh, I think that um, what I understand they will the brothels, the legal brothels in Nevada right. will advertise in Las Vegas, and they'll even like give you a ride from Las Vegas to the brothel. But uh, prostitution is not on the legal. house. I think so. Oh, I think they booze you up too. I had an ex chivalry. Who I like it. she and a, a boyfriend of hers would go out to Nevada and uh-huh. go to the the brothels, and she said that they pick three-way you up. Way action. Yeah. Oh, okay. They'd pick you up and booze you up in the limo on the way out there. I gotta think that's probably... And you didn't even have to buy anything. That's gotta be the majority... Do you think that's the majority of, like, the the fancier brothels? Sending people out? No, three ways. Couples showing up who want three ways. No, I don't think it's majority. No? I think it's mostly men, single men. Okay. Or married men, but not with... I think it's usually probably one-on-one. All right. I, I again, I'd love to see the stats on this, but uh, I don't. I don't. I get, I'd like I can't to think watch the stats happen. Majority of couples. Yeah. So okay. Uh, so what are some of your questions about sex work? Oh, um, how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, about the decriminalization, and we're not talking um, the regulation of which. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different in, uh, argument. But this um, comic I was reading was all about how even regulation. Um, has its downside for women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the proponents of, of regulation and the proponents of criminalization say that they're trying to protect women and um, stop uh, sex working from illegally happening, from women being kidnapped and forced into labor, mm-hmm. uh, sex trafficking, mm-hmm. which is a massive, horrific problem. But in this country, it might just be making things worse, uh, putting everything under the rug, not letting everything out into the open. Right. Okay. Um, you know, aside from the very few times I have been drunk and of age in Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. Paul, I don't give very much thought to sex work. Interesting. Okay. And 
you know, I guess I am very head in the sand on a lot of issues like that. You okay. know, I am, you know, <laughs> I am very much of the ilk for myself. I realize society could not exist if everybody was like this. But me for myself, I tend to put things out of my mind. I feel like if I was worrying about all the the child soldiers across the world, all the starving and, and people without fresh water across the world and how even if it was little things I could do to help it, yes, that could plague my mind all day and all night. I put that stuff out of my mind. Probably the same with sex trafficking. If that makes me a bad person, so yeah. be it. Yeah. I don't think about it very often. But my stance would be this. Whatever the sex traffickers want and whatever makes <laughs> their lives easier is... Slow down. We don't want to make sex traffickers' lives oh, yeah. easier. <laughs> See, all right. Yeah, this is how little I think about it. Yeah, yeah. In my head, just sex clarify for a second. and sex workers right. have just been synonymous, I, synonymously bouncing around I my saw head. those dominoes falling, and okay. I, I had to step in. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, sex workers, whatever makes their lives easier, whatever makes them safer, whatever it yeah. is they want, that's what I support. If... if if they want to get rid of it or control it to the point where it costs something beyond my price range, I guess I won't be paying for sex ever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. If they want to make it easier and make it more wide open and that makes them feel safer, boom, let's do that too. I'm whatever. I'm not prude when it comes to sex. Uh, whatever. Purchase do you think it. that's I'm our country's problem though? That there are so many, so the moral majority. Oh. Like, can you? I, I can't honestly oh, imagine oh, yeah, sex work being decriminalized across this country anytime soon. But at the same time, the more religious states that I have visited, uh-huh. um, I, I mean, North Carolina is pretty conservative, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Just went to an amazing topless car wash there about a month ago. Okay. And, yeah. uh, you know, um, it's it's one of those things where they say one thing and yet exactly. they, they like give the, themselves enough of a, an inch. Nobody loves a better set of titties than, like, the, the Christian farm boys, mm. you know, from God's country. Absolutely. I mean, it's like the... Uh, the uh, what's it called? The stupid James Vanderbeek football. Varsity Blues, you know? That's yeah. God's country and... Just the ridiculous titty clubs that exist in Texas and stuff like that. It's, Absolutely. It's, I don't know, I'm fine with all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really doesn't bother me. Uh, but you're not going to get out there and pick it for the sex workers, I see. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> okay. then, again, but you know, I'm the same way about anything. I don't, I, I to quote Bender uh, from Futurama, I care about a lot of issues, not enough to pick up a pen. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> so... Uh, that's how I feel about it. What about yourself? I mean, uh, is this something that hits close to home with you? I have no friends in the sex. I think I did have a uh, stripper friend, a uh, friend of a friend one time. But do you? Is this a close to I have you? a stripper friend. My, okay. You might remember my artist friend. Uh, she's uh, yeah. a, we used to be a stripper. From the beach? Uh, no, she no. The, painted the, one of the pieces in my apartment. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, more that I think it should be more widely available. I mean... I, I can count on the on one hand the number of times I've been to a strip club in the past decade, probably. Uh, I did just go to a topless car wash, loved okay. it. But uh, it's one of those things that if people want to offer it and people want to take them take up on it, and it would make things, I think it would make 
many, many, many evils mm-hmm. way, way better. I mean, there was a, a study that when Amsterdam first set up their zones for street-based work, uh-huh. uh, rape and sexual assault reports declined up to 40% in the first two years. You know, that kind of stat. Right. The, the, the health and safety of women, and not only that, just their well-being in their socioeconomic background, some of them, that's going to be a lot of money that they can earn and do things with and call back, uh, not have to spend their time in a bullshit job. Yeah. They can actually work on their art, their music, whatever it is that they, they need. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's Sl- in our... Sling that pussy, I guess. In our commercial society, and let those women I, work. Absolutely. Let, let the titties fly. Absolutely. Um, all right. I was just uh, making up a scenario in my mind, so let me throw out some numbers for you. Okay? Okay. Paul, would you... Now, typically when we think of sex sex workers, not traffickers, we think of women, although I guess sex traffickers, we do too. Yeah. Um, not to call to light all the young boys being sold in sex trafficking as well. We recognize your plight as well. Oh, they're out there. <laughs> um, Paul, would you... For uh, I'm going to throw out a quarter of a million dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Would you be a sex worker? Ten people are on your clientele list. Okay, right? you get to choose them. Okay, but you need to choose on a on a attractiveness scale for yourself, one through ten. So you're going to have a 10 that you sleep with. Yeah. You're going to have a 9, 8, but you're also going to have the 3s and the 2s and the 1s. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So those 10 clients, 1 through 10, you are on call 11 months out of the year, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Do you do that? Man, those are a lot of stipulations. I mean, that that's getting into what you're I do having any sex. Job. You are having sex yeah. for a quarter million dollars a year. Which I know your salary is more than oh, you make now. No, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm going to give that a hard maybe. Okay. Um, it's a very restrictive life I'd be signing up for there. I, I feel mean, like uh, sex working is a restrictive life. Well, I think that... If we're going to do this analogy. See, actually, I think that one of the, the, the benefits I've read about for some women is that the amount of money they can make... Um, for the time they do have to put in on it, there's no other career that they're going to make that much money in that amount of time. I mean, I know... Absolutely. Now, see, that's the thing. I'm not saying you're going to be banging these 12 ladies 24-7. You just have... Oh, 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 they're ladies? Oh, yes. Man! Oh, I I just assumed they were men for some reason, but... uh, No, 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 no. no, All right, now it's a hard yes. I mean... (laughs) That was... (laughs) That's... (laughs) I thought that was a given, Paul. Uh, no, I, you know, in the sex work world, right? I think that it's but the majority of sex work women are having sex with their preferred. I partners. don't know about that. What? And in fact, I will tell you a little anecdote. I attempted to be a phone sex worker at one point in my life. Okay. In grad school, I was poor, uh-huh. and um, everyone had always told me I had a very nice phone voice. Okay. So um, I... I don't hear it, but go on. It's life, you know? Yeah. Um, so I signed up on a website. This was back before there were cam girls, cam sites. Right. I, I kind of wonder if phone sex is even a thing anymore. I'm sure it is a thing for some people. Oh, absolutely. But I'm sure it has gone way down. Vietnam vets. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But uh, there was a website. You just uh, put up a picture. So I put up a fake picture, of course, and fake name, fake mm-hmm. age, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you signed up. 
and uh, when you when you logged in, you were you know, online, and people could call you. Right. Um, and I made no bones about it with myself. I told myself, "Listen, you're going to get mostly male callers. I don't think a lot of women okay. yes. are using phone sex in real life. So, right. Males probably right. definitely right. service males. Never got a phone call. Thank women. God. I'm I, saying yeah. women for the most part probably service the sex they want to be they are attracted to maybe but i also understand that there's a lot of um part-time lesbianism yes um perhaps it's not the best term for it but you said it earlier you said uh, the males single yeah. males yeah 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 i mean i just feel like that's the majority so i was uh so sure. in this analogy you would be having sex with your so preferred. yeah, no, okay. I, that's a no-brainer anymore. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I assume there was too. a lot of a month off isn't bad, you know. Oh yeah, no. If you're making a quarter million dollars, sure. Too, that's, and yeah. I mean, like you said, I might be on call twenty-four hours yeah. a day, but you know, now what happens if like one my 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 two calls me and mm-hmm. then my three calls me right away? Is there some sort of system where they know that I'm off duty? Yeah, I'm, they know. They know it's okay. first first call first. Okay. You know, first Paul, first serve. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, do you know where I can sign up for this deal? No. Because no. I, mean, I don't think yeah. it exists because right. well, men are animals who crave f- young flesh. Right. Yes. Well. So. Yeah. That's just doesn't work out like that. Any last thoughts? Um, decriminalize sex work. Do not regulate it. I mean, regulation can come later perhaps, but decriminalize it first and make it women's choice. Bring it out in the open and celebrate it. I'm going to say, in like in most political things, uh, uh, yeah, we need to give the women more of a, a, a voice. There we a go. Choice. Yeah, it's their pussy. Okay, love yeah. it. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Yep.